seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit World. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit World. have a uh, a friend of mine oscar nominated he's been in movies like uh like tar uh i think that's what he's most known for is the film tar yeah uh he's also been in some smaller films the original tar as, not not this current not the new tar. not the, the not the new original. tar. the original tar from 2020 yeah. he's also yeah. been in some smaller films like green mile die hard dances with wolves um Kurt recently Wind in River. the Wind River, which was oof, one of my favorite movie of that year, a few years yeah. ago. Um, uh, and then uh, The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Another, another TV series coming out pretty soon called Echo. Ooh. Actually, That's I'm curious. A, what Can you tell us a little about Echo? Uh, no, I'm on an NDA. I can't really say anything about it. So all we know is the, uh, is the title. So we could try to yeah. guess. Actually, yeah, I know sounds, exactly what's going to be out. It's going to be about Echo the Dolphin, based <laughs> on the nineteen ninety one Nintendo game, um, no. where you are a dolphin and you're hopping through rings, and it's really hard. I'm assuming <laughs> no, I'm hundred percent correct. No, it, it, it's based on Flipper. You know, remember the TV series Flipper? You know, you're going to go, Flipper, yes. Flipper, and he's right there. You're like, here I am, you dumb little asshole. Flipper, Flipper. I mean, all the kids have been asking for a grittier Flipper. So we're getting yeah, it. Yeah, this guy, this one's got tattoos on his, he's all sleeved out on one fin. <laughs> the, this is the There's last a of Mohawk Flipper. haircut. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing a, a dolphin thong. He's just all out. He's just, you know. He's right out there, man. We yeah. would, uh, I mean, we've now just created a better, a better, whatever Echo is, I think this is even better. Yeah, it will be. Uh, Echo's pretty interesting. Pretty interesting film. Well, we have. Can to, you say uh, the uh, the network? Uh, it'll be on Disney. It's oh. Marvel. Oh, Marvel, Marvel, Disney. I don't know how many names they changed it. How many uh, contracts I signed? Oh, you're working for Marvel? No, I'm working for Disney. Well, Disney is Marvel, really. So, what's Marvel? <laughs> it <is>. It's Disney. <laughs> okay. Oh, what's Disney? Uh, Marvel. Okay. <laughs> It's a circular reference. Like, yeah. You know, it's it the like never this ending film I saw. The guy said, Hey, World War One, they're walking Lauren. He says, Hey, look, there's a hawk. And the guy says, That's not a hawk, it's a kestrel. He says, What's a kestrel? And he says, A hawk. <laughs> Go figure. Uh this is these are uh amazing anecdotes. <laughs> I think we're, we're I think we're teaching everyone uh about uh about life lessons and that uh that nobody well, this was anything. a great interview yeah yeah well it does it does go back to what um the uh, great screenwriter uh wrote in his his book uh, adventures in screen trade william golden uh he wrote, said uh about hollywood nobody knows anything and i think i, I think this proves it <laughs> i know we did uh what were we doing maverick and the late Richard Donner, who I just loved, loved him so much. He's a great guy. But uh, Goldman, he wrote it, and he's standing behind the monitors. 
And Donner comes up and Mel and I are standing there and he grabs our scripts and he throws them over his shoulders and says, now go act. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> right in front what? of William Goldman. I so said, what, what does he do? We, we, both of us looked at one another and says, Dick, what, what do you want us to do? And he says, act, your actors act. <laughs> what? what? Give us some kind of scenario, anything. I don't care. We'll add liver butts out, but just give us something a crumb. What do you want us to do here? And he, he said something and we went, okay. So we spitballed it around and made up a bunch of crap and he shot it and he, he was laughing his ass off. <laughs> Donner was laughing the beat hell. And, and Goldman says, you know, I think I heard one of my words. <laughs> the. Yeah. So Don, <laughs> yeah, the. the. Donner's laughing the beat hell. <laughs> He's laughing away. Then he stopped and he went, do it again. Only funnier. <laughs> okay. So uh, what, uh, so did it end up, what ended up in the, on screen? All the stuff that we had lived. Oh, none really? Of, none, of, none of the script ended up on screen. From the, one of the most prolific screen, screenwriters of all time. <laughs> yeah. His secret was to just let everybody ad lib. So, yeah. That's oh, how man. he did Raiders of the it. Raiders of the Lost Ark was uh was completely ad lib the whole movie. Yeah. Well, Perfect. Uh, the, the one uh the one scene uh, uh Harrison hurt his back and he couldn't do this fight sequence and the guy with the was swinging that big scimitar on practice for a whole week doing the moves. And Harrison couldn't do it, so he, the guy comes at him with the scimitar, and he goes, "Oh God!" Pulls out a gun and goes. That was <laughs> oh, and that's, scene. that's what's in the movie. Yeah, Wait, <laughs> that was improv. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea. Dude, a, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, Graham. How I mean, we did a little together um, with uh, with our movie, but. How often do you get to improv versus uh, versus stick to the script? Every chance I get. <laughs> like in uh, in Tar, you got to say uh, you got to call me a name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're such a uh, yeah. Can I say it? Can I yeah, say you it? can say it. <laughs> Aaron said to me something, and I said, "I said you're a Greenwood's boy," and he goes, "Yeah," and I said. But you're such a pussy. <laughs> and guess and guess Iron what's man. in the movie. And everybody's guess what's in the movie. Him, everybody's calling him a pussy in the film. <laughs> That's right, because I think you're and your character in that movie, I think when you were like sitting like outside, kind of like there's a fence behind you in front of a park, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah that was uh, yeah, that was a tarp. Yeah. That was the tarp. Tar this was right. this yeah, was in yeah. his like cave. And oh, it was oh, just like that, his room that was came. a nuts day. That was a nuts day. Aaron didn't even have any pay duty backup. There was no cops, no nothing, no security. People are walking through between the camera and us. And this bus stops and he goes, there's a lot of films being made in LA. Oh, there's one now just off to the right. If you'll notice, there's some actors that shut up, shut up, get out of here. Yeah, but they do this all the time. They make films like even here at the laboratory. Get out of here. <laughs> it's it's true. The Star Tours, it was like a start. I think it was called the Star Tours. And it it knew exactly how to screw up a movie. Like that should be their thing. We screw up movies. 
<laughs> oh, there's a theme for it's, you. They, yeah, I mean, they get paid to troll movies. People will pay <laughs> yeah, to do. get on their bus, and then they take money, and they just ruin movies. Let's find a movie that cheapened out and did not hire a cop, and let's yeah. go screw that up. <laughs> they just phone the SAG hotline, and we'll see where productions are. Yeah, so we were cool. actually we were filming on the exact same block as SAG. The sign yeah. it, for SAG is like next to SAG was right we down the street, right down the street, and we were doing something that they would not approve. Yeah, I, know, I, I kept looking up at the building, going, "I hope someone, I hope nobody comes out." I yeah, hope nobody comes yeah. out. Hey, what are you guys yeah. doing? Uh, nothing, nothing. It's a mayonnaise commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just say hi, say hello to my two signatories, <laughs> the middle fingers. Uh, and uh, you know, one thing, Graham, for with with working with you, one thing I learned from you, um, and I'm guessing a lot of people learn from you because you're uh, a brilliant at your craft, is uh, the you. the eye trick, and uh, it'll always stick with me about. You know, everyone says in an acting school and stuff, they always say, you know, you can't look at, at camera. But do you want to say the trick that you do? Are you allowed to uh, to reveal it? Because I've used it ever since. And it's... Uh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> oh, I'll remind you. You said to me, you can always keep one eye um, looking slightly at camera, because, especially for an intense scene, because it connects you more to the audience. And yeah, so, both eyes. Yeah. So, if the camera can see both eyes on a off shot, then you're okay. And it just adds another dimension. But if you turn like that, it just disappears. But if you turn like that, where you can see the lens with both eyes, then uh, it registers. It changes everything. So it was just a, it's a great, it's, uh, it's one of those things that sticks with me. And I just, I love those little uh, trick tricks. Yeah, well, and, I got a whole wagon load of them. Don't worry. <laughs> and I, I remember I noticed in Wind River when you do it, and it's like it just gets more intense. Everything feels elevated, right? Yeah, that's the whole point of the uh, the whole point of the exercise to transmit to uh, the audience. Uh, it, it's like twice the feeling, I guess. I don't know, but it just looks better. And um, I learned that from I learned that from Steve McQueen. <laughs> Stole it from Steve McQueen. I should really, say. yeah. <laughs> were you? Were, did you? Uh, did you learn because he uh, he pulled you aside and and said, "Hey, this is what you do," or did uh, is no? It just no, a trick? I just watched. I, I do my homework. I just watch a lot of good actors and steal from the best. That's my motto. And what? Yeah. What? Uh, just going back a little because uh, I'm I'm curious. I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. Being an actor. Uh, you had a, a number of, uh, of, of professions. Oh yeah. Um, I did. What was that? What was your, what was your standout one? What was your favorite pre? Oh, uh, I don't know. I just, I uh, was an iron worker, uh, carpet layer, carpenter, uh, draftsman, uh, civil technologist, uh, welder. Did I say that? I, I, I've done a whole lot of stuff, but. It's just life lessons, but my best acting teacher was a park bench. Just <laughs> watching people in their behavior and reactions. You know, it's it's real. That's that's real stuff. That's real thing. That's the real thing. That's the now. That's what's happening. That's the present. Now, were all of those jobs 
while you were also trying to pick up gigs and do rehearsals or was that or was there a moment you know in during this career no, like, you know what i think i want to i want to act no i never wanted to act didn't want to do it i was working i had a partner when he had a four track recording studio in canada and uh, i was quite happy doing that and this guy came over and he kept bothering me all the time he said you know you you look really good on the screen and i said no i don't no no i don't think so he said, "Come on, man! Can you know, look? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you a script here. I just want you to look at it. I'm making a little demo. No point, because I don't I don't know anything about it, and I don't. No, I'm not going to do it. So he left the script, and he kept coming back every day. And he was banging on the studio door, and uh, I wouldn't answer it. I shut everything off. And he says, "I know you're in there. I can hear you breathing." <laughs> So I opened the door and I said, what do you want? And he goes, did you read the script? And I said, no, I didn't read the script. I'm not going to read the script. Oh, come on, man. Just take a look at it. Okay, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to cut cards. If you win, I'll do it. If I win, leave me alone. So shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. I put the cards on the console. And uh, he pulled, he's, he picked his card and I picked mine. And I looked at it and it was two of clubs. <laughs> and so he no it was a two of spades i'm sorry can't get any lower in the deck than that you know so i just i said okay i'll take a look at it and uh realize that i don't have to carry anything i don't have to do anything i just this is great i can do this just stand on a spot and lie about what you're doing and go and sit <laughs> in the shade for a while and come back and lie about what you're doing some more and eat and uh, go home <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can get used to, I, I can get used to this somebody drives you around you know that's okay and what 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 was that first uh role i don't know it was some some silly he, he was a western fanatic so it was something to do with uh, i forget what it was about to do with oh it was about a a, a, a guy from europe came over with the first uh first automatic uh gun it looked like an uzi huh. Ooh. i don't know but, uh, he gave it he, he was dying but he gave the plans to this cowboy and the cowboy went to a blacksmith and had it built <laughs> yeah right a blacksmith can build a flat out to do it a little bit bent but that's all right <laughs> Put it in the forge. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> Made it out of old horseshoes. <laughs> sounds like it sounds like this film yeah. is ob obviously a classic. <laughs> no, never, and nobody ever saw it. <laughs> so then, Which how did that? Thing. How did the movie that nobody ever saw lead to you doing movies that people did see? I don't know. I did a couple of theater workshops, and I started working in theater. And uh, somebody saw me on stage. And they wanted me to be in a production at the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. So they did a screen test on me. They, they hired me for a, a day to do a screen test, basically, while I was shooting the stuff. Then I got an audition. They called me for an audition. Then I took over. I was a, uh, an executive director for an, uh, an arts organization for a couple of years that, that handled... Uh, actors native actors and uh i'd pick all the juicy parts and 
good idea <laughs> for them not, not tell anybody. <laughs> I got and to go to England. I got to go to England. I got to go to South America. I got, got to go to Norway and work there. So that was that was pretty good. And then Hollywood came coming. Yes, yes. This uh, weird place called Hollywood. Then they, they found you. Yeah, they Who found did... me. I tried to hide, but they found important me. Question. Now, important question. Coming, you know, you talked about England, South America, Norway. Now, the big question that everybody's wondering is once you made it to Hollywood, did the craft services get better or worse <laughs> compared to like Norway and South America? Oh, about the same. I know Norway, we had fresh okay. fish every day and uh, yeah. pickled herring and onions and things like that. And uh, good bread, really good bread. But, uh, caterings is catering, you know. Yeah. You go, I call it grazing at the craft food table. You walk over there and you look at it and you don't take anything away. You just walk over and look at it <laughs> just to know it's there. <laughs> and then you go get a Snickers bar. Yeah. Um, Years ago, I, I couldn't afford to eat. Now they're paying me not to eat, you know. So. <laughs> and uh, and then what what, what was your uh, your first Hollywood uh, role? I actually don't know which, uh, which was uh, oh. the first big one. Let's see, what the hell did I do? Oh, the Billy Mills story called Running Brave back in 19... Oh, God. 1981, I guess. Yeah, somewhere around there. And so to uh, to flash forward, um, to go from theater and the guy, the blacksmith story, which which everyone wishes had come out, and to uh, and uh, you know from Nor and Norway, everything you're talking about, to now, um, I know being in uh, Rohit's, I think one of his favorite shows. with a tiny budget, The Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's Rohit's, I think it's like your favorite show, right? Yeah, it was just it is, a day. I mean, yeah, it was one day with the, one of the favorite actors I'd like to work, Elaine Miles. She's so funny and dry. It's just incredible. But the, the city of Calgary, Alberta in Canada, they were just, ready to kill them because they shut down streets and they had all these junk cars and stuff and they were filming in right in the city. And they, they got all those sequences done in one week for that episode and they moved out into the country and then they were quite welcome not to come back again. <laughs> <laughs> in the town. So I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. They're, everything's shot out in the bush and in the woods now. So we're safe. Yeah. They're, they're safe. I don't know. And I that, mean, so your that, your interplay with actually go ahead, Aaron. No, I just uh, you know just so everyone uh, listening knows, Calgary, Alberta is is the new Hollywood. Well, we're about to change tax, that tax yeah. uh, tax benefits tax 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 incentive. We're about to change that in Ontario. A friend of mine named uh, Stephen Wallace is putting together a six stage studio in Northern Ontario and. Uh, because there's a certain line that runs through Ontario. Above that is a 35% tax break, which is Ooh. 10% higher than down south. And that's a lot of money when you're talking, you know, 20 million bucks. That's a lot of money to be put back on the screen. So that's, yeah. that's good. 
and good for Ontario. Yeah. And Rohit, you I know you have a couple uh a couple things. Yeah, questions. yeah. I mean yeah, so Graham, Aaron and I have just been uh you know, I've just been going kind of going back and forth. Just like, oh my god, there's a million things we want to ask you, but he promised me some dedicated time where we could talk about The Last of Us and your role on the HBO mega hit okay. right now. Yeah. Um now it? just it oh it's it's the biggest show on television. Really? It is the biggest show. Yeah. And it's right now it's every they just the finale just aired this past Sunday. But pretty uh -huh. much whenever it's on, it's like the top trending topic. Uh, you have all these blogs, so many podcasts recapping every episode. Like, and and wow. it's based on one of my favorite video games of all time. Now, my question is, oh. so as you're kind of like, uh, I guess you're, you're reading the script. Were you familiar with the franchise or have you played the game or was it something completely new to you? Well, I'm, I'm 70 years old. I don't sit on the couch with a little thingy and go... I don't do that. <laughs> First of all, I don't know how. Second of all, I don't know how. And third of all, I don't know how. <laughs> well, I can, you know, I think the first two can definitely be, uh, you know, you can figure them out. Um, now, yeah. when uh, when you were, uh, I guess, they, they, so they flew you out to Calgary. And was it a same, was it a one-day shoot? Yeah, it was just Pedro, one day. Cool, cool. And how was uh, any interesting stories from set? You know, any anything fun happened? Like, what was uh, what was your whole experience there? No, it was just uh, it was during COVID nineteen, so it was a bit difficult. Uh, they couldn't, nobody could line up for food, and it was the middle of winter. And uh, well, everybody got their food in these styrofoam clamshells from catering. By the time it got up to set, it was ice cold. So there's nothing like eating ice cold food and you just you couldn't eat it. It was impossible. It's terrible. And oh, well, but I in that setting, like yeah, filming filming in COVID something that massive with giant budget and I know high hopes that are now being uh realized. Yeah. But during yeah, COVID not... <clears throat> yeah. was it hard to connect with uh with the other um you know the other people in the show the other actors because no no we, we had face shields on because because uh, of makeup as long as we weren't spewing stuff in their face that's a, a different thing i mean it, it's airborne everybody knows that i think but uh, but it, it, nothing really changed it was just uh, there was certain a lot of protocols going on i i started a film um in 2021 and finished it up just sort of like in the high end of COVID-19 in Quebec. We were the first company to start back up in Canada and everybody was masked up and I don't speak French and everybody's speaking French and English okay. and you couldn't understand what anybody was saying because they got masks on, you couldn't see their faces and they're going, oh, bonjour, come to I don't know what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> So, uh, so you can't be close to someone and you have no idea what they're talking about. That's perfect for communication. Yeah. And they're spraying disinfectant all over the place. I was sitting in the chair down when this girl came up, her job was this, she had her disinfectant bottle. She had two of them on the belt. Looked like a gunslinger walking around the set for empty chairs. You know, <laughs> dum, 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 dum. And, uh, she pulled both of them and started going at this chair, but I was sitting down wind from it and all this disinfectant come blowing over me. 
Oh, <laughs> gross. I said, next time, warn I mean, me. Did she at least have face. Oh, yeah. I mean, did she at least have finesse? Like, did she kind of like spin the spray bottles around her fingers and then, then kind of squirt? You know, I, <laughs> she should have. I don't know. She didn't do that. Um, <laughs> oh, I, had a, I have a question about, um, about Last of Us. And there's one line that you, you delivered. I watched uh, I watched your episode last night because I I do oh. my I do my research. Um, oh, and, do you? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I do some a, a third of the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there was a line that you delivered that I just I wondered what it's like when you get given a line like this. Uh, when he says, uh, "I'm looking," I think it was something. I'll botch it, but it was something like, "I'm looking to go." to go west and you like where do i go if i need to go west and you i think say well you head east and it's just such a yeah. great line <laughs> so when you see a script with that like what what do you what do you do with uh, when you get given that kind of a a gem well just say it <laughs> just take just take your time with it how do i get west you go east <laughs> it's <laughs> nothing big about it there come on it's just a line <laughs> it's just such a, a home three run yeah. three words uh and what when you were doing that show because it's on the as as rohit said it's just such on the pop the lexicon of pop culture right now was there a hunch that this was going to be a big thing did people have that feeling i have no idea i don't know what they had in their minds but uh a movie is a movie is a movie until the population gets a hold of it and they look at it. Basically, everybody says, oh, you're working for Disney. And I said, no, I'm working for you. Ah. Basically, because you're watching it. You have to be pleased. I don't care about Disney. You have to be pleased. You have to and, like it or you don't like it. You know. And I'm guessing you've done, I mean, you've been in uh, well over, over 100. 100. 180 films. 180 films, which is yeah, some uh, some aren't released yet. Some are still in in uh, production. They're still in the in, in the in the uh, what do you call it? Getting editing, editing put together and stuff. Yeah. And was there a movie you did in your career? What's your favorite movie, Mister Green? No, I'm know. not asking that. I will never ask that question, Graham. If I ask that question. Uh, I will uh, I'll abort mission on anything I ever do again, but I'm gonna ask this question. Uh, well, was there... we already know we already know the answers in Cino Man. Yeah, <laughs> no, well we know your favorite movie. It's Tar. It's the movie we did together. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that. what I was gonna say that. Yeah. Um, but is there a film that yeah. you that you worked on or a show that surprised you where it, uh, where you know you didn't think much would come of it and then something big came of it. Oh gosh, I don't know. I've done. I have no idea. I really don't know. Well, I guess wolves. I I knew something big was going to happen with that because it was, it was major. So something that didn't. I I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. Well, I'll, like you, wind rip. You walk. Wind. I I walk into uh, situations on film set that just start at level ground and saying, you know. This is the way it is. This is what we're doing today. I don't try to overdo it. I don't try to underdo it. I just 
take my A game into town and uh, do what I have to do. And if people like it, they like it. And if they don't, they don't. I can't, and, uh, I, I can't say what kind of trends are going where or what. I don't, I have no idea. But, and like, obviously a uh, dance with wolves, you know, all right, this is a, this is going to be something, something pretty big because it, you have like the biggest box office star directing it, all the stuff that went with that film. Uh, yeah. And then there's, uh, I mean, what, what do you have to say? I think the older, I think though it could have been bigger, that film, even though it was huge. The main thing is it was, there was no dancing wolves and <laughs> no, they didn't it was get, such a, a tease. They, they like, didn't get me. They could have just said, well, I don't know if I, I but I, you know what they needed? They needed to hire my family. My, oh, you mean my family of wolves and we could have just appeared on, they needed, you know what they needed in Dances oh, yes. with Wolves? They needed Jews. They needed Jews and, and there they were, there were Jews missing from that set. Jewish. Yeah. They just ran out of budget. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was the wolf, the wolf was driving everybody completely nuts. They went, they were like 20 some days over their shooting schedule and the ax man was going to come in and shut them down in the, I don't know. They, they, he got talked about out of it. Somehow the money came from somewhere. The day where the wolf got shot by the, the by cavalry guys, everybody applauded. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, he's gone! He's gone! <laughs> so, so where was he? Not a very trained performer. Well, he's a wild, wild creature. He's a wild person. They did, they, you know, they don't do whatever they want to do. And the, they had some other wolves in a pack there. They were really dark furred wolves and the guy who drove the dressing room trailer the honey wagon we call it it's the multi-dressing room trailer gary he's the wolves were tied up beside the trailer out back and gary says oh look at this the wolves and he goes he gets down on his knees and he's holding his hand up and i said gary get the hell away from there and he goes no nah, they're fine i said don't do it and he says, oh, they're okay. Look at them. And I said, go on, stick your head in there then. So we laid down on the floor and he ground and he started sneaking forward and he put his head down on one of their stomachs. And he said, see, they're perfectly. And the thing wrapped right around him. <laughs> bit him in the shoulder, bit him in the arm. And, stuff. and I said, I told you not to go near there. And so how was, uh, Gary, how was Gary's funeral? <laughs> Just about. <laughs> oh, man. Just about. That's uh, I feel sometimes wolves are known to be unprofessional on set. I know, I know, man. <laughs> didn't even have their union cards. That's, no. that's ridiculous. Yeah, they would have, uh, yeah, they got to go to SAG to that building that was looking on, down on us and uh, yeah. and have a and you know, try to get a card. Yeah. Pay your pay your residual, pay, pay your dues. Big brother's watching you. Yes, speaking of watching. And this, this is, I'm going to let Aaron continue this because uh, I'm, I'm actually in the airport. I got to run and catch a flight. But Graham, I always wondered, this is something, you're not, you've been in 180 plus TV episodes and in movies. Have you watched, once Post is done, have you, wa have you watched all of them? Do you watch your stuff? No, not really. There's some of them I can't get. Some of them I don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only paying the rent. And... That's what's uh, 
Like you have you even seen uh, The Last of Us? The yeah, episode? I did. I did see it. Yeah, I saw it the other night when somebody told me it was out. Like I said, what? And they said the thing you did, The Last of Us. What's that? <laughs> and they said, what's about these two get this guy and this little girl? They escape and they they find you in a cabin out in the middle of nowhere with your wife and then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. They said, it was on last night. Oh, really? Where do I get to see it? <laughs> so I checked all the platforms. I, I, that I, I, I don't watch them all. No, I don't. If there it's was like a definition of Hollywood, if there's a definition of Hollywood, the antonym would be Graham Greene. Yeah. Because this is the most un-Hollywood approach I've ever ever seen and you know it's it's a bravo bravo to you um, well you know it, it, watching my own work it's sort of like to me it's akin to uh hanging around to an auto sim auto assembly plant on the weekends <laughs> if you work there <laughs> i you know i i love that comparison so many people would think that that what you do is 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 a little bit better than an auto assembly plant, but I love that comparison. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, that's like the best way to get people to not want to be actors. Yeah, I know. Wanna... It's such a glamorous life, such a glamorous life. I did a film out West and uh, my agent was the only one who got me a motor home. And the, the, the rest of the actors, they didn't get a motor home. And there was just my motor home on set. That was it. And we were on a small location. There was no honey wagons. It was really done on the cheap. So people kept coming in my trailer, my, my motorhome. And I said, can I help you? And they said, we have to use this bathroom. I said, well, this is my motorhome. <laughs> well, we have to use the bathroom. And I said, well, don't talk to the producer. Don't talk to me about it. I don't, you, know, you, should have, you should have planned ahead. And then you just have so a line of people needing to take poops. Yeah, in the your crew's trailer. coming in. Everybody's lined up and standing around in my motorhome. I said, "Get the hell out of here, you guys! <laughs> Come on, jeez." I, part of the great success of Graham Greene is that he continues to make Hollywood seem as unsexy as possible, so that way you know he can kind of grab all the roles for himself. And it isn't. It isn't. <laughs> it, is, it isn't sexy. It isn't sexy. I had a dressing room. It was a horse trailer in Alaska. Ha! Wait, was, was that those... the was that the film? I think it was with uh, Capel. The I, I don't know. I got my head bit off. It was the what was it called? What's I the, remember. Who, this. who, who was it that? Uh, uh, your your producer partner and and yeah, uh, Andrew. Uh, Andrew. Yeah, he worked yeah, on that. It was the the it was something like a a polar bear. Yeah, it bit my head off. Yeah, that's a, it's a great kill. Yeah, I like know. When... I tell everybody, I tell everybody on that film. They said, "So, what was it like?" And I said, "Well, I gave head to a polar bear." <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even inappropriate. That's just truth. It's no, the truth. It's quite literal. We're, yeah, we're sitting in this trailer with two heaters, two of these big heaters going the beat hell. It's really cold. It's thirty below, and you step in there. You open the door, steam came out. It was one of those construction trailers, you know, those little ones that you see being pulled around behind pickup trucks. 
so you're bent over in there trying to change. And the guy who played the polar bear, he had to put his suit on. He's six foot seven in this little <laughs> thing. He's he's all hunched over. <laughs> so, oh, this is this is the uh, this is the glamour of yeah. uh, yes. And uh, and uh, I know I know I know Rohit is uh, is running to a plane. I have a, a couple more uh, questions I have to ask you, Graham. Yeah. And, uh, okay. and I'll let you and, guys take it. Yes, and Graham, it was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, indulging uh, pleasure, our fan. Pleasure meeting you. Um, yeah. and a pleasure to meet you too. And I'll let you two boys enjoy the rest of this. All right. Um, and uh, well, <laughs> so my, uh, I just, I want to ask a little, just about Wind River. I know we've talked about it a bit, but for the audience, because yeah. I think that that movie is, uh, su I really, like when it, when did it come out? I think in like, 2018 2017 um i can't remember i don't know it was people uh, can google it they can google it google it uh, i actually have it it's 2017 2017 yeah. it has graham and uh jeremy renner um and, uh, elizabeth olsen and, and elizabeth olsen and it is and uh gil gil birmingham right tantu cardinal it's um wow it's a great cast and a really powerful movie and really gives you a sense of what what the reserve when you say like what a reservation is like and what what really is going on and yeah it's pretty brutal pretty brutal so when with that movie um did it was there like how true i guess how true was it to some of your life growing up and uh, i don't know it it really wasn't true to my life i i I, was, I just grew up. I got to play in the bush. I got to fish in the creek back, back behind my parents' house. I had a great time. Then at 16 or 15, my dad gave me a suitcase for my for Christmas. And <laughs> I, I, got, I, got, I got the hint. <laughs> that was a wrap. <laughs> yeah, so I set off in the middle of uh, February or January. I can't remember. I went back to my high school. I collected my $5 book deposit. Ooh. And I headed off. I was going to go to Florida and pick oranges, but I stopped in uh, Rochester, New York, for some reason. Oh, my sister and brother-in-law brother were living there. I stayed with him, and uh, he got me a job in a carpet warehouse, and we shipped and received carpets, and eventually started. A, I got a job as an installer. Then I just said, forget it. I, I, I got to do something. I got to do something else. So I went back to Toronto and went to uh, welding school after that. So I, I didn't spend, a, I spent only 15 years up on, on back home on my reserve reservation, we call them up there. And, uh, and that was it. Didn't so see it, any of that stuff. I had no idea all this stuff happened throughout the world. I wanted to go and see everything at once. <laughs> so at a mild age, the mild age of, I forget how old I was, 18, I guess, 18 or 19, I was welding. I had a job welding and the, the, building railway cars, and the contract ran out. And for some reason, the place I was staying, this boarding house in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, I was going down the street to the corner store to buy a pack of cigarettes I smoked back then. And 
I ended up in Vancouver, British Columbia. <laughs> really? Yeah. I went and, home and I got, I went back to my place and I got, uh, I got a few things together and just took out, just left. And, uh, and so growing up being obviously 15 years on, on the reserve and then, and then you're off in the, in the world and then doing a bunch of, uh, a lot of films, including Wind River that are about different takes, different experiences of being on that reserve. Does it give you like, what, what's it like being a part of something that you probably more people like would assume you experienced than you actually did. And then diving into that world, like Wind River. Yeah. As I always say, <laughs> it's, 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 Graham shirt says real actor, not people. <laughs> it's an, it, it just, it, it awoken me to a lot of things and injustices that happen around the world. It's like traveling through Alabama or, uh, no, that's not a nice place to be. It's, it's just for, we just got back from Florida not too long ago. It's okay down there, but the politics are a bit rough. I didn't just wanted to get out of there. Yeah. So is that kind of what it's when you're, I guess, you know, fake experiencing the, uh, the, like the terrors that go on, like in, in Wind River. Um, yeah. It's it's almost like wow I I, I want to get out of here even though it's it's a movie but you want to leave that yeah well, there, there's an incredible amount of uh, women that go missing out west in, in a northern Ontario and things and nobody's ever found them and the RCM Royal Canadian Mounted Police they just close the files on them and forget about it they said oh this happens all the time either they ran off or da 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 da, da. They get kidnapped and raped and killed, and their bodies are all over the place. It's Awful. been it's been kind of rotten, you know. I mean, uh, right now they're going through a thing with reconciliation in Canada about finding all these kids buried at these residential schools, and I forget oh. how many thousands there are now that they found. That's a lot awful. of people just yeah. A lot of people just say leave them where they are, don't bother. And some people just took their remains and took them back home with them. And uh, I guess they just wanted to be close to them. But it was it's, pretty sad for a while. So it's, pretty, it's terrible. And it's important that some of the films, I think, bring a light to what really goes yeah. on. Well, yeah, I was in one, um, a film called Bones and Crows about the residential schools. And uh, they had the priest, that one of the priests was being interrogated, and the camera backs up, gets further back, further back, and there's me sitting there. I'm an RCMP officer questioning this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to mess with you. Yeah. Oh, it was pretty funny. And uh, and then, uh, go, you know, go in your, in your, uh, are you, I, I actually don't know, are you allowed to talk about what you're, what you're doing right now? Um, yeah, I didn't have to sign anything on it. I'm, uh, doing an episode on the TV series, Reservation Dogs, playing this hermit who lives in the desert and, uh, <laughs> comes, stumbles across this young man who's lost out there and take him on this journey. And, uh, my character's big into UFOs and stuff like that. And 
tells him all kinds of wisdom and things. And in the end, uh, he sees these lights outside the house and he says, you have to go now because they're here. Oh. So I step outside and go, okay, well, I look out the window and there's all these aliens because he sees all these things. But it's really just the cops. Oh. And, Coming to uh, get him? People, yeah, people from the uh, uh, mental institution that he left. He just walked out one day and he'd been living in this isolated place. He's His mother's old house way out in the desert, out in the soft flats of uh, Oklahoma. And they, they come and get him and take him back. Oh, really? <laughs> That's yeah. it. And then, so uh, and then you get to go home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so everyone, we can all uh, look forward to that when it airs uh, sometime next season, season next three, season, season three of Reservation Dogs. And uh, oh, there is one. There's one last thing, and then uh, and then we can wrap this up. But there's a story you've told me, but I, I want it. I want it to be shared um, about when you were doing Die Hard. And there was another film filming at the same time. <laughs> so uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, yeah, okay. enlightening us with that story, it's it's such a good one. Well, the big day came. They were gonna they were gonna blow up Wall Street, and we were down by the uh, the uh, the place where they store all the gold, the international gold depository down on Wall Street, and they had the subway station, a big pit in the ground, and they, they were going to blow, and all this stuff was coming out. It was it was a big deal, but right around the corner, they were shooting Batman, too. <laughs> Batman movies going on, so we couldn't shoot down certain streets, and they couldn't shoot up this way because they could see our set. And all the radios from all the ADs on both sets were on the same frequencies. <laughs> so you get halfway through something in here. That's a cut. And you go, what? Who said that? <laughs> we didn't say it. Who, what, what, are you, what are you doing? I said, somebody said cut on the radio. <laughs> Who said cut? Nobody's. No, no, we didn't. It's coming from the other set. So they were cutting when we were saying cut on our set and vice versa and back and forth. So lunchtime came around and everybody had, had had a big meeting and said, "Look, okay, we gotta we gotta we gotta change all this because um, the motion picture channels in in New York City only work on a certain frequency to a certain frequency across that band area, and uh, they had to rejig over two hundred radios. <laughs> Otherwise, the uh, the Batmobile would show up on uh, on the set of Die Hard." Yeah, going down the sinkhole and getting blown up, <laughs> <laughs> which would have which would have been a big audience surprise. People would not have seen that coming. <laughs> see Batman show up. Yeah, that would have that would have been uh, that would have been the highlight for me of uh, yeah. <laughs> to just have like a mash of movies. But um, well, Graham, man, this has been so cool to have you on the show. I know we've talked about it for a while, and to have you on is. Uh, is a a pleasure and you bring our our show is called the hopeless show but i think you bring hope to to everybody about uh what can be in the in the film world and and how to do it right because uh, ever since i met you you you're just you're the you're one of the guys who does it right does it real and uh oh, thank you. and uh 
you're a great guy and it's just awesome to have you on the show yeah well anything's possible you can do whatever you want out there <laughs> the only person saying no to you is you that's so uh pretty uh look from welder to uh oscar nominee that's uh graham green right here so thank yeah. you and um uh and hopefully you'll come back again when uh, when there's a uh, another another show that you have to uh, to talk about that that you haven't seen and don't remember that you shot <laughs> <laughs> that's all of them i'm getting old all, you know that's all of them uh yeah, but I yeah think thank I, I, yeah, I think i'm going to watch tar tonight there we go that's what everyone uh, that's the the whole reason for this everyone go watch tar on whatever platforms it's on now and uh, yeah. and you'll see graham and me in action which is uh really what it's all like that that's uh cinema history <laughs> and uh <laughs> and i recommend everyone watch it but uh but thanks for being on gram and uh and it's always a a pleasure when the world seems gold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore here it comes that glimmer of hope a light shines through the dark it's a hopeless show with Aaron and Rogue, it